Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Rodney McLeod, a longtime NFL safety. He played for the Eagles when they won their only Super Bowl in franchise history, and now has spent a year with the Colts. You want to talk about atypical, unconventional season. We went through all of it when I spoke to Rodney earlier on Tuesday. I remembered him as being a great talker, very open. Nah, this conversation takes the cake. Of course, during Super Bowl week, it's about... The event, right? It's about the memories. If you've ever been able to play in a Super Bowl, to win a Super Bowl, certainly that has to be where you start. Rodney, what do you remember about that game between the Eagles and the Patriots, about that moment when you became a Super Bowl champion? Yeah, what I remember most is being Tom Brady. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Him and uh, Belichick, man, are a dynamic duo that created a dynasty there and uh, with the Patriots, and it's hard to do. And I think, you know, when I really reflect on that Super Bowl year, you just really think about the memories that were uh, that were created that year, and of course the brothers and the friendships that were were made as well, and result of us having a successful season. And uh, it was special. Um, it was one that, like I said, I, I would never forget. But of course, you know, when you think about the week of the Super Bowl, it's just, it just was a lot. Uh, you know, all the, the media frenzy to, you know, ticket requests uh, to all the, you know, different events and, and celebratory uh, things that they have planned for each team. You know, it's easily – you can easily get distracted. Um, but, you know, you, you have to find that balance and find a way to uh, not only enjoy – the Super Bowl because there's no guarantee that you'll you'll ever be back, but find a way to also make sure you stay in the moment and understand and why you're there to you know finish it off. But I had an amazing time and and of course it's, it's always it makes it a lot you know better when you do end up on on the right side of of uh, the Super Bowl and that's in the winning column. Brady just announced his retirement, and it seems as though this time it will stick for Brady. What made him such a difficult quarterback to game plan for, Rodney? He capitalizes on every mistake that you make or every mistake that you have put on tape. They do a fine job at going back and dissecting, you know, from start to finish your season or even seasons before. And when I really think about that game, and, you know, we laugh about it now, but they really – attacked us in so many different in a different way every single drive you know they had an emphasis like okay have you correct have you made this fix here in your coverage what about this uh you know and so they're constantly making you think but I think the best thing that they do is their their adjustments you know as the game is going on and we talked about that leading into that game and and one of the things you know we did at halftime was also you know make certain adjustments 
And it was completely two different halves. You know, you see that first half kind of being a chess match on both sides. It was a very tight game. And then the second half, it was, you know, neither defense could, like, stop uh, the, the offense. So it was interesting. Um, you know, like I said, man, I, I'm, I'm glad we won. But, you know, Tom Brady and Belichick make it very difficult. You think about this Eagles team, and I know you have teammates that are still part of it, though obviously a lot of the squad has turned over from when you all won in 2018. Uh, Jalen Hurts, uh, he has really taken his game to the next level. So while we're talking quarterbacks, what impresses you about his game? I think what impresses me most about Jalen this year is his decision-making and you know his ability to be able to make the right decisions throwing the ball down the field. And then also, you know, when he does uh, need to use his legs, you know, he's being very mindful of not taking those, you know, big hits. And I think that's what you want to see when, you know, nowadays you have all of these running uh, quarterbacks, you know, such as the Hurts, the Josh Allens, Lamar Jackson. And I think one thing you fear most as a head coach and organization is, is the risk of them getting hurt. And so I think he's done a good job at managing that, knowing when to run. Uh, but like I said, more importantly, what's impressive is his decision-making and his calmness. You know, that's always been there, but you can really see how it affects the entire uh, team. And um, this great poise, man, you know, it, it's like he's been there before, but he's, he's so young. And I, and I think, you know, that's what's impressive. And to see his growth over time from when he first entered, you know, as a rookie in Philly and now seeing him, uh, having to go against him this year, uh, you know, I, I told him, man, I said, it, it's uh, it's great to watch you, you know, from afar and, you know, just wishing you all the best. And, you know, now he's put himself in position to, you know, be able to host up the Lombardi this upcoming Sunday. We're spending a few minutes with Rodney McLeod, our second consecutive Super Bowl week in which we get to catch up with him. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. You had quite a year in which you picked up and you left Philadelphia after six years and you played for the Colts. What was it like for you, Rodney, to start fresh with a new franchise? It was hard, uh, to be honest. Uh, being a part of you know Philly for six years, it, that became my home, and that's all I knew. And so uh, the hardest part was just leaving – you know, the locker room, uh, the relationships I formed over the years. Uh, and then I guess it extends, you know, outside of the locker room as well into the city. And and so, you know, now having to switch locker rooms, the one thing you're hoping is that guys welcome you with open arms. And hopefully it's something similar to your experience, you know, wherever you, you know, are coming from. And, and I noticed that quickly that, you know, this was a good locker room. Uh, guys, you know, a mixed bag of, of players, you know, both old and young and some guys right in the middle. So the, the chemistry there and, and the, the closeness uh, was there from, you know, beginning to end, uh, which, you know, I really credit to, you know, us being able to stay together <laughs> despite mm-hmm. what happened uh, throughout the year. But it, it, it was it was a hard transition at first, but – I think what it did was it also re-energized me, uh, re-motivated me, and, and just where well, I felt like, man, I'm a rookie again. Like, I'm stepping <laughs> into a locker room where a lot of people don't know exactly who I am. Um, you know, you got people telling me, and I used you on Madden when you were at the Eagles. So that's just, <laughs> it just puts things in, in perspective for me when I got there. And, you know, I, I really wanted to prove not only to myself, but to, to my teammates that, man, like, at a year 11, I still can – 
can play and, and do it at a high level and was just looking to, to make an impact really and, and be, uh, be helpful any way I can. I'm not sure there was a franchise that had an odder year, a stranger year than the Colts. And we'll talk about it, but I have to ask you about your week 18 moment. That was your first career pick six uh, against the Houston Texans in week 18. Yeah, it was, man. A long time coming. Uh, first pick six of my career. And, you know, who would have thought year 11 that it, that it would take this long, I guess. But at <laughs> least I can say uh, to uh, my friends and, and future kids that, uh, you know, I was able to, to uh, check that off the, the list. <laughs> Not just that, but you were able to race down the sideline, essentially smack the pylon with the football and get in in kind of this dramatic style. Do you remember what you were thinking as you're closing in on the pylon and you know that there, I guess it was Davis Mills who was near you, right? Do you remember what was going through your mind? Yeah, I honestly thought it was going to be a just easy walk-in. And <laughs> uh, when I, when I kind of like looked up after like I gave a quick burst, I saw him just standing there. Like, I really thought to myself, do I cut back and risk, you know, him clipping me up? Knee goes down at the one, just my luck. Uh, I, I have, I had a few of those moments where I've got tackled at like the ten or something. <laughs> so I said, look, let's just race it, race to the pylon, out physical him, uh, and then use my receiver skills from high school and and reach out for that pylon. Wasn't the first time I've done that in my football uh, career, so. <laughs> Felt good, man, and it was a uh, claim at a, a very pivotal moment in the game, and we, we needed uh, a spark, and so I, I'm glad I was able to capitalize on the opportunity. Well, congratulations. It wasn't just a pick six. It was a highlight reel pick six, and you can't get tackled by a quarterback, so nah, good that's for it. you. <laughs> They're talking about that forever if I let that happen. Well, let's talk about the season that was with the Colts, um, not just the losses, which I know can be hard. You'd known Frank from your time in Philadelphia. So the coaching change where a former player comes out of a broadcast booth and ends up as your head coach. Even now, there's still no head coach. So how would you describe the last 12 months of being a member of the Indianapolis Colts, Rodney? Yeah, it honestly was, you know, a roller coaster. Uh, it, it, it felt as if like there was three different seasons just mm. because of all the change that happened uh, over the course of, of the year. And uh, like I uh, alluded to earlier, you know, it, when moments like that happen and you, you face, uh, you know, the, the level of, well, I guess, crisis that, that we went through, you know, normally you, you might have people who, you know, just kind of go their own way. But, you know, one thing that, you know, I, I recognized and saw was the fight in, in everybody. Um, and, you know, the leaders kind of taking control of the team and bringing everyone together and us understanding, man, like nobody's going to feel necessarily sorry for us. And, and of course, you know, we had a stretch where, of course, we lost, I think, six or seven in a row. But, you know, I, I think everybody still came to work um, committed and going into each game, you know, hoping that, you know, we would uh, come out victorious. So, you know, it's a rough one, but, you know, that's when you the, you really lean on your leaders and your team to uh, really hold everybody tight uh, during those moments and, and just, you know, weather the storm. 
that was your first year in the locker room. Did you feel a responsibility as someone who has logged over a decade in the NFL to step into that space and try to keep the locker room together? Uh, yeah, most definitely. Uh, I think I've, unfortunately I've experienced this season something uh, similar record-wise in 2020 with the Eagles, and that was my first time stepping into the captain role, you know, with the Eagles after the departure of uh, – good friend Malcolm Jenkins and a few others and I, I learned a lot from that season and, and the one thing I I very, was very proud of myself is that you know I made sure the morale was still high in the locker room and, and guys still um, had something to uh, play for in a sense and that we stayed together and so I tried to just demonstrate that the best way I could, you know, this past season. And it's really all about your actions and the, and the things that you're, you speak about and trying to find some positivity out of the, the, the rough situation where mm-hmm. it looks like it's a very dark place, but you got to find some light out there and really hold strong to that. And, and so that's what I try to do is every day I walk into that, to the building is, you know, be positive and, uh, be present, more importantly, and, and focus on how be a solution, you know, and, and not uh, continue on with the problem at hand. I hear from a lot of athletes who've suffered through serious injuries like you have and have had the game uh, be taken away for a time that they never take it for granted. You're still playing into decade number two. You worked hard to get back to the point where you can play regardless of how difficult it is. It's still validating for you and all the work you did that you're still out there. You still get the chance every week. Oh, yes, 100%. Being able to, you know, play the game, you know, and, and battling injuries and seeing guys, you know, get cut throughout training camp or week five of the regular season just puts things in perspective. You know, when you played over a decade, you've seen it all. And, mm-hmm. and I try to constantly remind, you know, my, my fellow teammates of that, you know, guys who are just entering the league. And I think a lot has to do with just comfortability and understanding that, you know, you never really have it. You, you never uh, – you're never really done until you, you know, you completely walk away. And so as long as you have a Jersey and helmet, man, hold that seat as long as you can. And, and you do that by, you know, bringing your best and being your best every single day. He's a longtime NFL safety. Now with the Colts, Rodney McLeod with us here after hours on CBS sports radio, you say you've seen everything right after 11 years, except Jeff Saturday was called out of the broadcast booth and into your locker room as the head coach. So that was kind of a new one. Uh, I can imagine there was a reaction in your locker room. What did you hear from Jeff as he stood in front of the team that, that second half of the year? And you guys kind of had to pull it together for a guy who didn't have any coaching experience. Yeah, I think Jeff from day one was honest with us. And uh, I think anybody will tell you, you know, honesty is the answer to, to it all. And he he kept it real. Um, he told us, you know, he didn't have much experience. But, you know, what he did have was his passion uh, for the organization, passion for the team, passion for the game. Uh, and he's driven. And, you know, that's what has gotten him to the point that he is now in his career and what allowed him to play as long as he did and, and be a ring of honor and, and all the famers. Like those those sorts of intangibles, you know, the passion, the heart, the, you know, the mindset and 
being committed and driven, like those things, you know, matter and, and will, you know, get him through uh, this time of, 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 um, of inexperience, right? And so all he asked from us was, you know, just bring your best, man, and let's try to find a way to um, all just, you know, put good things out on, on tape. Mm-hmm. and play for one another and, and play hard and, and be committed to the grind and, and the process throughout the week. Uh, he really emphasized that and always just kept it real simple, you know, every single week, what our objectives or goals were going into the week. But one thing he always did was he held guys accountable uh, from the minute he stepped in. You know, he wasn't afraid to, um, you know, challenge us because it's all about productivity. It's all about success. And it, you know, of course, everybody has been living up to their fullest potential. You know, how do you try to maximize it and how do you try to correct uh, what is going on? So I commend Jeff, you know, for stepping in and, and, and giving in his all and and really, you know, going to battle with us. So it wasn't then as weird as what people were saying from the outside? No, uh, I think, of course, when everybody saw the higher, you know, of course, you're like, oh, wait. Jeff Saturday, I know him as former player, but now he's on TV. So, how, you know, how did, how did that happen? But like I said, it, I think it had a lot to do with just his character, man. Uh, his character says it says a lot. Uh, he has a lot of respect from uh, his fellow peers and, and colleagues, obviously, in the media field now. But, you know, he gained the respect of us as well um, over his time. And, it, of course, it didn't end the way that we wanted it to. We all wanted, you know, hey, Jeff comes in here. We win the first game. We're going to go 7-0, and and we're going to make the playoffs. <laughs> you know, that it didn't happen. But mm. well, well, what did happen was we found out a lot about each one of us within that locker room in the midst of adversity. Mm. Which is so important. It's one of the reasons why uh, I think everybody should play sports is because it builds character when it doesn't go your way. You just told me that moving to Indianapolis – kind of gave you a fresh perspective, new start. In some ways, you felt like you were starting all over again in the NFL after year 11, which was a tough one, as we've talked about. Do you still have that anticipation for year 12? Yeah, it's something I've, I've been, you know, battling with, uh, I guess, over the course of the past couple of weeks and even like a little, like just throughout the season, uh, is, you know, what next year would look like, you know, will there be a next year or, or is this your last run? And, you know, I think as the season is going on, you just really stay in the moment and now using time to just reflect on, you know, the past year and how I feel, uh, you know, both physically and mentally about the game. And and so uh, just really enjoying the time off. And uh, <laughs> I feel like I still have more to, to give to the game. Uh, but, you know, we'll we'll see, you know, how how I feel in the next uh, month or so as as things start to uh, get real. Uh, and, and free agency opens up. So just to clarify, you haven't yet decided if you're going to play another season. You're still thinking about it? Yeah, right now I'm just – I'm having conversations, obviously, with my wife, uh, family. Uh, you know, it's a it's a topic that comes up even, you know, with friends, of course, is, you know, what are you going to do next year? Like, what does next year look like? And like I said, I, I think I proved a lot to myself this past year and proves, I think, to, you know, viewers as well that, you know, I still am capable of playing at a high level uh, when healthy. And I think that was the biggest thing I was most proud about is is being able to complete a year uh, fully healthy and and playing, you know, 100% of the snaps while I was out there. 
And that is what I'm accustomed to. So, of course, with that, that takes a toll on your body. <laughs> yes. Uh, it doesn't get a little, doesn't get any easier uh, <laughs> at year 11. And so, yeah, I'm, um, I, you know, I would say I'm more so definitely leaning towards, you know, returning. Uh, but at the same time, I, I can't necessarily say 100% okay. whether that's true or not. Well, I appreciate the honesty. Uh, Before I let you go, I know last year we talked about your foundation. At the time, it was Philadelphia. So now that you're uh, in Indianapolis or you played a year there, what's the latest with your foundation, your Change Our Future Foundation and its mission? We are doing a lot. Uh, We actually did do a few things in Indianapolis, which was great. Hosted our turkey drive uh, there. And then we also did our 12 Days of Christmas initiative. Uh, One of the big initiatives we have is uh, fill a cart. And so we were able to take uh, 15 families to Myers uh, out there and, and be able to just put some smiles on their face and, and give them some uh, some holiday cheer uh, as they prepare for Christmas. So that was great. Getting used to the community there, introducing ourselves. Community really responded well to, to us. So that was great. And hoping to um, really expand some of our programs this year. We have our Next Man Up program that's at Parkway Northwest here in Philadelphia. It's a mentorship program and looking to expand and add one or two more schools this upcoming school year. And another thing we're excited about is kicking off our our lit uh, program, which is very focused on uh, literacy and and reading and trying to um, increase the scores there and and things of that nature. So super excited. That is looking to be implemented in in not only uh, Philadelphia, but uh, Indianapolis as well. Uh, we also have our sneaker ball coming up in June. We're going to push out the save the day for that uh, probably in the next coming weeks. So a lot of great stuff. Uh, just excited to continue to serve others. Changeourfuture.org. And as you're talking, I'm thinking as hard as it was to leave Philadelphia and as tough as it was to start over, you're now impacting another community and reaching a bunch of different youth. So, yes, changeourfuture.org. And then you can find Rodney on Twitter at Rodney underscore McLeod for longtime NFL safety, most recently spending the year with the Colts, the season that was Super Bowl champion. So that matters this time of the year. It's great to catch up with you again, Rodney. Appreciate your honesty and your openness. And a few minutes of your time. Uh, thank you so much. Take care. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.